Welcome to this special bonus mini-series that we've put together to talk about all nine types and how we respond to different times of stress and crisis. We're going to be explaining the arrows in some more detail. We're giving you some practical things you can do from today that will help you find freedom from some of these struggles. I'm Seth, I'm a creative and I'm from Adelaide. And I'm Serena, a coach and I live in Melbourne and we're excited to have you join us for The Nine Design. So the way this mini-series works is we've created these small bite-sized episodes that we want to share quickly with you guys so that you can have tangible, practical tools that you can put into practice right now. And this episode, we're going to be looking at Type 6s. So like the rest of the world, we have been in our houses for the better part of the last two months, if not longer for some people. Uh, I'm in Adelaide, Serena is in Melbourne, and we're recording this remotely. We are coming into the final stages of this strange situation that we're all finding ourselves in. In the near future, we will be entering into more freedoms, uh, things opening up again, getting back to kind of normal life. Serena and I have been able to reflect on some of the the feelings and frustrations and stresses that uh, we have all been feeling over the last few months. And we think it's really, really important to take some time to process that because when we're in survival mode, reflecting on our own lives and the way we are thinking on the inside is often very easy for us to push aside and we just act out of instinct or whatever it might be. And so it's really important for us to put this together to help you guys and us as well to think why are we behaving in this way? Why over the last month have these things been really frustrating or these particular actions coming out of me that I'm just not used to seeing? It's so important right now to remember that the Enneagram is a, an empathy tool. To have empathy for the different types of people that we find ourselves maybe in isolation with to not assume we know what they're thinking, feeling, why they're doing the things that they're doing, but actually to have more grace and to extend that to the people around us, even the people who we're seeing on Zoom all the time, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit Zoomed out, I don't know about you. So it's, um, it's helpful to go, well, it's actually some people don't mind being on Zoom for hours while others struggle with that. So there's just some new things that have popped up that is just not natural to the way we normally live. This raises a lot of different things in our lives and just to be mindful of the different lenses that we all wear, you know, that we see things yeah. in nine different ways. And so it's just really helpful to be reminded of that. Right. And we tend to assume you might know the people really well and we kind of know how they're going to act or know how we're going to act. And it's very easy for that to not happen the way we think, which then will cause more confusion and feelings that we might not be used to feeling. So... What we want to do is expand on arrows. You may remember in episode two, I mentioned that we're going to talk and add more colors in the future. We're just going to sketch it. Well, we're going to add some colors today about how arrows work and how we can pull 
good and uh, some unhealthy things from these arrows. So each type has these these two arrows that connect them to other types around the Enneagram circle. So the arrows moving away from your number type is where you're borrowing some of the average to unhealthy behaviors from that type. And the arrow moving toward your number, it's actually borrowing some of the positive to healthy behaviors from the number it's come from. We can access all of these different behaviors and often people see the stress arrows, the type we move toward in stress as being a really negative thing. It's good to remember that it's actually giving us more behaviors, more resources to tap into. It's deepening our well of behaviors. It's not limiting it. Actually, it's expanding upon all the different behaviors and and things that we have access to. It doesn't limit us. It actually frees us. In light of that, we want to give some really practical tangible things that you can be doing right now to help you grow through those behavioral things, but also growing on a spiritual level so that in these times of stress and crisis, we have a way to move forward and not to be stuck in that. So picture yourself in a river or in a stream and you want to get somewhere quick. The easiest way to go is downstream. You don't have to paddle or anything hard. That's what we call a downstream practice. This will be the, the things that come to you naturally. You don't have to put lots of effort into it. Kind of easy. And then we've got these upstream practices. And imagine swimming upstream. You can do it, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be more challenging to to reach the goal that you're aiming at. But these upstream practices are often really, really needed. They're just not what we would naturally go to. So if you can put in the hard work of this spiritual growth, upstream stuff, really, really important to focus on. So for each of the types that we're talking through, we're going to give you the downstream practices and the upstream practices to help you deal with this particular situation. Let's talk about type sixes now. Sixes are also in the head center and they struggle with fear. They are motivated by having security or guidance or support or being connected. So in crisis for type sixes, this is a hard one because often in crisis there's unknown, there's chaos, there is a lot of things that can't be controlled and particularly in this crisis that we're in, there is isolation, there's being pulled away from your community. So Serena, would you tell us what are some of the feelings that as a type six you can relate to and and you're going through and you have been in the last couple of months? What, what do you feel? Yeah, I think with a type six, people can assume probably just one side of the coin. And because sixes have phobic and a counterphobic response we've mentioned in an earlier episode, there are probably two streams of reactions a type six can have rather than just one. But because they struggle with fear and that worst case scenario planning, people probably assume that all sixes are feeling anxious, fearful of the future, freaking out. But there is that flip side of that where mm-hmm. because they have thought about scenarios, maybe even like this, I haven't, but maybe some other sixes have, (laughs) they can feel prepared for this. They can feel settled and calm. This is where their courage kicks in of going, not like this is okay. And because they live with that low level anxiety most of the time, this space is kind of like, well, 
I'm kind of used to yeah. this. I'm ready for this situation. Yeah. I've kind of practiced this feeling already. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes yeah. it's new for some people to have anxiety right now. And so for a six, it's like, hello, old friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah, back. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, oh, well, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it will be fine mm-hmm. as long as they feel however preparation looks for a six because I feel like it looks differently for each mm-hmm. six. Mm-hmm. If they feel that sense of preparedness, then I think they'll be feeling okay. So in a crisis, when those structures that you've got around are taken away, what does that make you feel or what does that make type sixes feel? I think the loss of being able to engage with the community that they're a part of may be super tough right now. So for type sixes who are Christians, if they can't go to a church building and meet with their church family on a regular basis, that might be really tough. Even finding that connecting remotely over Zoom or Skype or something it just doesn't cut it. Like I know I felt like that and I've had the loads of Zooms, but I, yeah, I felt like it's just not the same. So they would be reaching out maybe a bit more than normal electronically, mm-hmm. like either texting or emailing, whatever it is, just mm-hmm. to feel that sense of connection and belonging. But yeah, that would be a tricky side of this whole crisis right. for a type six. Okay, so type sixes have two arrows and they're both pointing out towards the other anchor mm-hmm. points. So their stress point is the type three mm-hmm. and the health point is the type nine. What are some of the stress behaviors that a six would be leaning into the three to get mm. in, in a time of crisis? You might see some type sixes now overworking. So just busying themselves with work to in order to feel maybe prepared, to feel safe, to feel connected to something that's bigger than themselves, which is a, it creates a feeling of safety within a six. They might be comparing their strengths to the faults of others, which is, yeah, that's a good look, but it's just that, you know, I'm, oh, I'm really, how could that play out? Uh, yeah, I'm a really good planner and I told you so to the other people who aren't good planners, you know, for this time. So you didn't stock up on food and toilet paper. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I have been for the last four years. Yeah. So that's very stereotyping, but that's, Mm -hmm. and that's a super, probably a super unhealthy six, but yeah, that, Mm -hmm. that could be how that would look. And that comes from some of the threes competitiveness. I need to make myself look good. And so you might be a type six feeling some of these feelings and thinking what on earth, Mm -hmm. where's this coming from? That's the unhealthy side of a a three that you're leaning into. Yeah, and also the temptation to oversell themselves. Uh, you know, yeah. that's more of a type three thing, but to be like, no, I'm I'm worth it. Like I'm worth it to spend time with her. I'm worth it to keep connected to can be something that a type six could be, you know, leaning into a little bit right now. Numbing their anxiety with this activity. You know, it's something that right. threes are super busy, productive people, and it's not from a place of anxiety that they are productive, but for type sixes, they can use pr- productivity to numb some of their anxiety. Leaning into the nine in the more healthy behaviors, what are some of those? What could that look like? So not needing the reassurance from their relationships that everything is okay. My type nine friends are generally pretty secure in their friendships and in the relationships around them, which is super great. And so for a type six to not have to check in is a, is a great type nine quality because they feel secure, they feel safe and they don't need to do that. They can easily see the best in others and in situations, you know, that leans into the type nine ability to see all sides, to believe the best and to be a bit more relaxed in that space. 
Just give people a benefit of the doubt. Trust people more. Which is a great thing, and sixes can do that, but it's easier for a six to have this sort of a, a questioning of, well, do they really mm-hmm. think that, uh, do they see me this way? Do they, you know, like, and so to be able to take that from a nine yeah. and sort of see the best in others and not automatically freak out that's a really healthy thing and also that comes to like trusting others a little bit more easily and yeah giving people benefit of the doubt seeing the best in people yes let's talk about the spiritual practices what is something you found really easy a downstream practice that you don't really have to think much about as a six that maybe other sixes can relate to really well meditating on god's word so you know having that playing out in the background and sitting on a phrase or a passage of scripture for a while and letting that expand and letting the Holy Spirit to grow whatever he's saying to you in that moment, fill it out, pat it out, tell you what he wants you to know of that. That's something, yeah, I find natural and I really enjoy doing that. So not not maybe consuming large chunks of scripture, but right. sort of sitting in that one phrase so I can read like a bit but then whatever stands out grabbing that thing that stands out journaling that down or Mm. you know meditating on that really asking God what are you saying to me from that is really healthy and it's something that I enjoy doing it also helps God allay my fears in that place because he's talking to me about the truth of things his truth is being revealed the truth over every situation versus the truth my own brain has constructed or that I am seeing in front of me that doesn't allow the circumstances to to dictate what's true it's his word is illuminating the truth of the situation above everything else so that's a really healthy thing for a type 6 so what is something that the upstream practice that you have to try a little bit harder or put more effort into knowing that it's a good thing, but knowing that it, it won't come as naturally? What would that be? Funnily enough, like memorizing scripture is sort of tough for me. You know, I can meditate on a sentence and kind of have that rolling over in my mind and my spirit for a while and, and that's fine. But if I was asked to memorize scripture verses that kids do, and I didn't grow up in a Christian home, so I didn't sort of grow up doing that, so maybe that's part of it, but memorizing passages, and that's just not a great thing for me. But I know that it's something that's really helpful in growing because it kind of is like this soundtrack playing in a six's mind in the background all the time of the truth of God's word rather than worst case planning, brain going crazy, whatever. That is playing in the background. That is what's speaking into our souls and bringing truth and courage and light versus anxiety or fears or planning or whatever. So memorizing scripture is a really healthy thing for type six. So there you have it. This is part of our mini series on how different types in the Enneagram deal with crisis. I hope you found something in here that was helpful tool that you can be implementing straight away as far as spiritual growth is concerned, something tangible that you can be doing uh, these practices. In season two, we're going to be talking a lot more about levels of health, spiritual formation and spiritual practices. This is just a little bite-sized taster of what's to come because we feel like it's really important, especially in this particular time of crisis, for us to be talking this stuff through and hopefully helping each other out in that. Now you've 
you've heard me mention that I'm a coach and we feature coaching tips regularly as part of the Nine Designs social media and podcast content. We really feel that coaching is a key tool that empowers you to grow through self-understanding and equips you to move beyond your current personal limitations. For many, going from listening to a podcast, stepping into coaching can feel like a big leap. So if it's something you might be interested in, but you have questions about, I'm offering a complimentary discovery call for our listeners. A discovery call is a 30-minute video call with me to talk about what coaching would look like for you and what your particular coaching needs are. You can contact me through the contact form on our website at www.the9design.com or by sending me an email. My email address will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And if you found this mini series helpful, we would love you to subscribe and share with your friends and follow us on social media. Leave us a review as it helps more people find us. And remember, you were designed to reflect the original.